Hey, this is a little pop-up podcast. A little podcast with my friends. A chance to get to know them better, to be a better friend, and maybe even a better person. This is a chat with Max. Max Higginson. Max is mad. Good mad. He's a rider of bikes, usually fast and usually in dirt. He's a man of mystery, helps people, builds things and makes things happen. So here goes. Max. Um, you ready? Hi Jake, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good now that I'm with you. <laughs> and, and having a boo. <clears throat> okay, um, who are you? So I'm Max Higginson. Um, I'm from Cardiff in Wales. I'm uh, 25, which is scary. But um, yeah, I'm a, a friend of yours through cycling and the do lectures. I think, definitely cycling. Yeah, through Jordan and Tor. And... Through Jordan and Tor, the dream team. Um, yeah, I guess me and you have common, common things in the, in the line, and uh, you get on. So, and you inspire me. <laughs> I may. You inspire me. I may inspire you, but yeah. Cool. Uh, who do you want to be? Ah. Uh, I do like myself, but I'd love to have a, a little bit of inspiration from, or some energy from Bjarke Ingels. Mm. He's a I've never heard of him. Danish. I think he's Danish. He's from Copenhagen. Well, mm. ish. Lives there. He's an architect, but he's just insane. Yeah. Um, I think his building in Copenhagen is one building of the year this year. Oh, wow. It's a ski slope on a nuclear plant. I think it's a nuclear plant. On a nuclear plant. No, so the roof is like a zigzag ski slope. Yeah. Oh, I've seen something like that. Maybe yeah. In next level. But I met him. Mm. And when did I meet him? Met him in October in mm. Copenhagen. And with the four minutes I was with him, five minutes talking about oysters and buildings and chocolate buildings, he, uh, he hit a spot with me and he was, he's yeah, a pretty magical guy. Mm. Pretty cool. But yeah, I'd love to be him. Not be him, but have a bit of. Get up and go from him. Yeah. So I'm more. drinking loads of tea. That's all right. Um, yeah, no, I met him for probably five minutes. Mm. Felt like an hour, but it wasn't. Um, and yeah, he's planning to make architecture with Elon Musk up on Mars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, I think he was having a chat with Liam, who used to have Nom Nom, mm. and they were talking about making a chocolate city. So chocolate, a couple of cho- chocolate buildings at least. Yeah. So um, and I had no idea who he was. So Liam said, "Look, go and chat mm. to that guy. He's like my my hero." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And I pronounced his name completely wrong, and then we had a laugh, and yeah, just chatted about stuff that was cool, really. Nice. Yeah. Um, what do you dislike about yourself? I have a huge, huge lazy side to me, which I can't quite tap into. So I have to pay for something to do it. Apart from cycling, and going on holiday, to do. More See, cycling. I never have said you're lazy. You like seem to be. You're more go 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 than. Yeah. Than so I'm, I'm quite happy to get up at half five mm. most mornings and go and work out in the rain, yeah. or sun or sleet, whatever. Mm. But if it comes down to doing something for myself, yeah, I, just, I don't know what it is. I hit a wall. And I still haven't quite discovered it. I think I discovered it slightly when I was working at Nom Nom as a chocolate dealer. 
and we had some uh, magic mushrooms. I had a huge, huge night, and it hit me hard. I was, yeah, well, yeah, crying my eyes out uh, in a lion tamer's outfit, and I had no trousers on; it was just my pants. And I, yeah, had a huge moment where I was just like, right, this is what you need to figure out. And I kind of clicked, and then I had a load of energy for like two or three years. Um, and then I hit my head really hard. And then since then, I've kind of just been like quite low-key energy, which has been good. Mm-hmm. So I used to be every minute, every day doing something. And then I hit my head, and I've slowed down loads, which has been good for my health. I pause and think, whereas before I don't, didn't. I don't think I did much stopping and thinking. I think it was like think along the way and then figure it out after. So yeah, I'd love to figure out how to tap that side of laziness it's only it's only a little yeah. slight issue of mine amongst many others but it seems to haunt me a lot every day mm. I'm working on it so it's a it's a laziness not just a, a part of you that's pausing is it like you're going past pausing you just like I can't bother to do that <sighs> I think it's not the bothered side it's yeah it's a, a wall I just hit. Like, say, mm-hmm. I've always struggled writing emails to people. And it could be the simplest, simplest thing, like ordering coffee from a supplier. Mm-hmm. Um, or asking for help from somebody to teach me how to make more coffees mm-hmm. or different things or show me how the product's meant to taste. Or, and, yeah, writing that email, I just blank out and I just go, oh my God. Is it more of a nervousness? I think so. Anxiety? Or a- yeah. I'm, if it was face-to-face... No problem. I'd go and meet, you know, His Royal Highness of the planet. Absolutely <laughs> fine. King of the Monkeys. But I couldn't do it online or social media or email. Yeah. And I think can't is a really annoying thing I do say a lot, which may come into my language and, and make a, an invisible block. But, um, yeah, it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. And I really don't understand it because, again, you know, I'll get up at half five on a Friday morning and go and do something crazy. Mm. But I'll struggle to write an email to somebody I've never met. Yeah. Who doesn't have a clue who I am. Well, they might do, but... No, I find that sort of thing hard. I think if I wrote more emails, but who wants to do that? Maybe it's a good thing. (laughs) I will personally come and ask you for your coffee help, please. Write a letter instead. Handwritten letter. If you can read my handwriting, I'll give you a high five. But yeah, no, it's... um, it's a huge block that I seem to. Mm-hmm. I need to whether I change my language yeah. about my struggles. I don't know. Yeah, that's my. What are your rules for life? Do everything with love and kindness. Rule one. Um, that's yeah, pretty much rule one. Don't be a dick. Unless you have to be, but usually don't. Um, yeah, just stop and think what other people might be going through mm. and don't be a dick <laughs> I think you're you're good at like you're very kind like you're always yeah because I think I went through a lot of stuff in school where I didn't really understand why things were happening I didn't mm. really understand why people the you know were the way they were so I think and I've started going to yoga maybe two years ago and at the end of every session they say they're going to start the week with love and kindness everything we do and it's kind of a nice reset every Monday I don't really go to yoga for yoga I think I go for it for like the quiet hour hour and a half I guess that's part of what yoga is yeah yeah which is then the reason why you go to yoga Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> it's good for you too. Hmm. Like physically. As yeah. Well as... It's, oh no, that's because I do a lot of cycling and I batter my mm. body. It does help my like body kind mm. of re- replenish itself. I need to do yoga. I need <laughs> never stretch. Never do anything. Can like you touch that. your toes? Just about. Like. Got to get palms and a hat. Oh palms no, and not a chance. Once a week. Like. Can you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Do it quickly. Go on. Oh, not today. After a little warm-up, you'd have that. I am cold. <laughs> I am cold. <laughs> That's probably really strange for anyone listening to the podcast. Just hit him <laughs> and just touch the floor. <laughs> um, yeah. That's your rules for life. Yeah, be kind. Do everything with love. Um, try and... Ins- it's a bit of a weird one. You can't really inspire everyone, but I think if you can create an environment where you can leave someone inspired, like slightly, like giving them a lemon in their water when they just ask for you know, a glass of water or ice mm. um, when they visit you or make a cup of tea for someone without, you know, try and leave people mm. leaving you with a higher expectation than they started. And then that's quite a nice thing. Yeah. You push for a better person. And mm. I think I do that. I try and do that every day. Mm. Um, like I do a lot with suppliers and stuff with our shop and I always say hello to them or shake their hand or greet them or make eye contact and I think little things like that are missing um, yeah and that, I guess that comes under love and kindness mm. I guess that comes it gets forced out of our world and everything is like faster people are savage yeah people you see so many people who don't even look at you and they pay for things and mm. they take a coffee off you and they don't look at you and they yeah that's in lockdown we didn't do deliveries because we wanted to see people I know it's quite hard for a lot of people but mm. if you were well and fit and well that's it really then we kind of forced you to come out and, in the cold and see us through lockdown for coffees and takeaways and yeah and we put it on our social media we were like we don't really want to deliver to you we want to see you it's part of what's like good about mm. like going out like it's a personal touch I, I think it did annoy a lot of people but Makes you more special as well. Like, why not? When yeah. you can just sit in your house and order food to your house, or whatever, and then it's like, mm. it's not so special. Part no. of the, and you're like I guess you're selling an experience. You're yeah. Selling a, well, it's the family. It's the family and extended yeah. family. Kind of all of our staff are so special. Mm. And you got to think about. I know it's probably not needed in many cases, like Domino's or whatnot. But I think when the staff live on their own, work, well, they don't work on their own, but live on their own. Like, that's their survival as well, is seeing our daily customers and mm. people and making conversation, and then they can go home in the night knowing that they've kind of mm. seen people. And, and if you, like, if I was on my own for four days, I'd lose my mind if I was on my own. Oh, I'd, I'd lose my mind. And if I was working on my own for four minutes. days. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. So, yeah, that's why, it was quite a big thing, and we just said to everyone, no, come to us and we'll, I like it. Maybe give you a free coffee or a tea, but we'd like to see. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, when did you last cry? <sighs> this was a kind of two things. Mate's funeral last month, pretty savage. Um, close friend of ours called it a day, and which is fine, I think. I deal, I deal with it that way. I kind of think it's okay. If people have had enough, then let them go. Um, yeah, I think the hard bit about that was just n- mm-hmm. not having the... Not the control, but l- losing somebody and you can't say goodbye to them. 
mm. more than the actual thing of, of them passing away. Um, but a really weird one is The Hacker. Mm. The Hacker. I watched, um, yeah, New Zealand boys, Kiwis play Wales. And I missed The Hacker. So I went on YouTube and I watched it again. Mm. And The Hacker, I don't know why, hits me hard. Mm. Um, I don't know whether it's like the ceremonial vibes or whether it's the community power or loads of voices and, and meaning. It kind of it pull, it pulls tears out. Um, then classic YouTube, go to another link and another link and I watched maybe six different hackers. And these <laughs> are like, these are like, school, like school headmaster tributes yeah. out in New Zealand. Then it goes to people getting married and, and obviously the Kiwis playing rugby. Yeah, the hacker, I, I don't know how, just hits me. Yeah. Yeah. That's hacker, really... The hackers, I don't know. Nothing That's else. That's really interesting. The Welsh National Anthem does, mm. is good, best song in the world, but uh, the hacker, yeah, pulls it out. Yeah. I just kind of, yeah, I go in a weird place. Do you have no sort of New Zealand connection? No, just the hacker. <laughs> <laughs> you just love it. It's yeah. Just... No, is just, it, is it, just, do you think it's because it's connected to like a tribal. passionate game of rugby, or is it? No, it's more the tribal tribal vibes. Mm. Um, we were in North Mid Wales at Dovey, we were mountain biking, and we mm. had a house on the river in in I don't know somewhere somewhere <laughs> near Dovey. Yeah, and um, Chorus, Chorus. Yeah. Right on the river, amazing. Nice. And we partied all night, which we definitely shouldn't have done before a full day of mountain biking. And I put on um, some tribal playlist for all of us. And we were having a bit of a disco. And there's this one song where there's these five or six women from this tribe and they're singing together about uh, a lost one or love in the village or some, some sort of death. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the party, I was just like, whoa, I've got to go outside for five. Yeah. So I don't know whether it is, I think there's a strong tribal thing mm. that really does affect me. Um, but yeah, I'd l- I, I might look into it a bit more. But no, that's interesting. And it's interesting that that was a switch. That was also like a song with women. It's not just a yeah, yeah, yeah. a man. Sort no, of no, it's like, not a heavy. It's not a... Sort of a... It's the power of unity, I guess. That mm. really, that's the common factor. Is, is people getting together yeah. for a reason, for a purpose, mm. and putting huge power into it and meaning. Um, there's a lot of songs without purpose and meaning. And yeah, a lot of heart, not heartless. I think it's a bit cool, but no, I know what you mean. It's sort of this stuff's been going on for years and years mm. and years, and people respect tradition and people respect mm. the ancient kind of things that happen in their families and communities and I think keeping those on still with the same effect is pretty incredible but yeah that's the last time I cried that's really interesting yeah um when are you happiest definitely on two wheels um yeah Nan in well, my grandmother used to do time trials on a bike, which is in the corner over there. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, used to have a little hand-built bike for time trials. After she came back from Australia, and then took me when I was born, and well, once I could ride a bike, down to the velodrome in Cardiff, mm. 
And I hated it. I just couldn't think of anything more boring than cycling in a circle, chasing other people in Lycra. Um, oh, I hated it. But next door to the velodrome was a pump track, BMX pump track. And uh, she used to go in to make a coffee and I used to say to the guy, look, I need to go to the toilet or something. So I'd whip around the corner and then just jump on the pump track on this 28C bikes, you know, 700C wheels, 28 mil, what, you know. And uh, I used to just powerful leather around the pump track on this road on this drop bar road bike <laughs> and then get a bollocking off her and she was kind of saying you know you're disgraced to me and blah 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 and then i think after the eighth time she kind of twigged that i really wasn't into road cycling and um yeah and then i met my best mate dennis mm-hmm. and we realized that our local skate park was much more closer than the pump track and just started riding bmx um yeah i think two wheels for me are my huge release especially mm. in the last two years since I hit my head um, so I hit my head actually on my bike so hats off to that but um, so is it with the do you enjoy the, the biking or is it sort of what comes from the bike and the, the people the, the focus was it sorry drinking tea um, you can't replace what bikes do for me um mm. some people have it for skiing some people have mm. it for hiking some people have it for walking driving discovering reading it's an escape mm. um and i guess with me because i don't I th- well I, I guess i have discovered it my way of releasing energy whether it's good or bad is through cycling and i've the moment i discovered that when i was younger i really i was i felt free then mm. um and I guess the biggest life, the biggest luxury in my life is being free. Knowing that if anything's going wrong or if anything's good or if any, I can control it and manage it and enjoy it mm. on two wheels. But that's definitely, whether it's mountain biking, I do, I still don't like road cycling, but gravel bikes. Yeah. Road cycling on dirt, essentially. <laughs> and BMX, anything. Even yeah. just cycling to the pub. I will cherish yeah, that yeah. 10 minute cycling to the pub. Mm-hmm way more than anything else in the world like I'll, I don't even know how I think I get it from yoga breathing mm. and just going like this is you've got 10 minutes to enjoy this and yeah that's my that's my special place where anything can happen mm. like crashing into a car mm. or cycling to a pub it's a good place to be when are you least happy? definitely 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 when I go numb in the mind when you, you, when you don't... So I try and plan my week. My old boss used to try and help me with that. Try and plan your week on a Sunday night. And then... Because I don't really live a very structured life. I do with some elements, but... Um, yeah, plan your week. And then if I finish early, like 2pm, um, yeah, that space from like 2pm onwards where you don't know where you are. Mm. And then you're feeling guilty because you finished early, but you can't do tomorrow's jobs today mm. because of timings and other people are meeting them. Um, yeah, I think when you hit that big unins- un- uninspired wall, you don't know how to get over it. Mm. Going on your bike kind of escapes it, but you're not dealing with it directly. I guess it just sort of... It does going on the bike sort of just avoids it rather yeah than... which is good because it gives you time to think mm. so I did a load of yeah. CBT sessions after I hit my head 
Mm. And it was amazing. If you get wound up with anything or couldn't deal with anything or you're really unhappy, write it down on a bit of paper or your notepad. Mm. Wait for the end of the day to come, like six or seven, and then look at it again. Mm. And if it's still a problem, fine, deal with it then. And if it isn't a problem, happy days. But I think going on a trip from around Europe with you in the new year <laughs> will... Because I haven't really had many... Like, everyone goes on a cheeky holiday for a week or whatever. You don't plan or structure or have time to think in no. that seven days. You're, kind of try, you're trying to get the most out of those those few days. Mm. But I think, yeah, if we go on this trip, we We're can... we uh, to this now. Yeah, we can. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, for everyone listening, this is me committing to a trip. It's me, I guess it's me committing too. Yeah, boy. Told enough people now. I know, I haven't really oh. told anyone apart from you. And, 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 uh, and Chris Lord and Tudor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, hopefully those boys are coming. Yeah, hopefully, even really for a couple fun. of weeks. But um, mm. yeah, I think through COVID, you just chase the tail, just get through the couple of weeks and months and years. I can't believe I'm saying years, but yeah, two years, a year and a half. Um, but yeah, I need I need to re-inspire, reignite some something, pause and think, and change direction mm. soon. But yeah, I think I think at the moment I'm not unhappy, but it's. Um, Definitely in a pause moment. And I don't, mm. I'm not sure which direction to go. Um, yeah, we're trying to figure out yeah. which, which angle. But I, I, I think a big cycle ride in a good few weeks. Mm. Time to think. Yeah, Time maybe drop change. a few emails to, to spark something prior before we go and then kind of mm. work Get over the email way. block. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am looking for inspiration. Yeah. Definitely. Um, mm. I am reading a few fun books. You've got your uh, your little host whales. I know. So this thing's doing my head mm. in. Yeah. So two. What year are we in now? Twenty twenty one. December. So probably the end of two thousand nineteen. I wanted to start a mm. dining experience, a little business. Um, so you have dining tables dotted around Wales, starting off with one, and you work with local chefs and farmers and hosts. Mm. Uh, to deliver these these kind of experiences at some of the most beautiful locations around Wales. And whether you do that for a month or a week or a night, it doesn't really matter, but it's it's for the local people in these kind of quiet areas where mm. they can deliver something special. And I had so much fire at the start of it. Yeah. So much fire. Welsh Government, or um, Welsh Ice up in Caerphilly were fantastic getting everything together for grants, for website build, and then... You as well, you're an absolute animal. Knocked it up in a night with Jordan. Oh, I, Jordan that did that. Fun. Jordan wow. did that, didn't You remembered all my me. passwords because I couldn't, <laughs> even though I wrote them all in my phone. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, COVID, and then you have to cancel all these events, send people's mm. money back, ticket uh, tickets, and yeah, it was just a pain mm. to, to focus and, and stay alive mentally, uh, to put it on the back burner. Yeah. And... Obviously, two years on, everything's changed. So I'm, I am um and ahhing whether to mm. crack on with it or not, or go into something else. Yeah, yeah. I think. Got to use that table. I've got. A gi- I've had that. a giant table made, which is at my nan's. She, oh, my auntie's been using it actually. Hug Tasty oh, yeah. down in Lorraine in Pembrokeshire. It's if you're ever that way, she makes pizzas pretty good, and cakes and bake and loaves of bread. Oh yeah. All sourdough, which is pretty cool. Sounds good. So she's used the table all. 
all season. So it's had it's had bums. Has on anyone seats. else fallen off it like we did? Mm, they have. Obviously. It was actually my mum. Mum went for dinner there on her birthday, and they all sat on the same side of the bench, oh, no. and the, the whole table flipped up. Yeah, so this table uh, <laughs> wasn't properly engineered or thought about. It was kind of designed to look good rather than mm. actually it's function. just some pegs to hold it down. Yeah, it's not much. It's just a slight design the first fault. time me and Max collected it from the maker and... <laughs> we sat on <laughs> and it. And we're like, we just, we just, we've, we've moved it to where we're going to, where he's going to store it. And we're just like, let's just, let's just test it one second. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> we both fall on our Whey! backs. <laughs> yeah, the whole table flipped up. Um, but yeah, so that's, I guess, mm. one of my first not first, maybe third real slap in the face is COVID mm. and not being able to crack on with this this idea. And then obviously two years on, is the fire's just slowly gone yeah. down. You got fired for something else. Ah, uh, yeah. And mm. it's whether, and I guess I thought about the whole process over and over. And I think once you figure the whole idea out, mm. there's no point doing it anymore. I think you've got to leave a little bit of surprise for the journey. Yeah. And that kind of sparks you to go, okay, mm. that's how you do that. Okay, well, how do I yeah. do it next week? And then, mm. whereas now, because I've had two years of not being able to do it, or a year and a half, I feel like I've thought about everything with it, and it's just yeah. not fun anymore. Do you think you tried to come up with something too big to start with? or Definitely six months in, because mm. there was like this six months of nothing, yeah. so I was like, well, might as well plan. Mm. And I really, I really don't enjoy planning. Mm. Um, or at least I didn't used to. Now I yeah. do to an extent, so you know where mm. you are roughly a week on. Yeah. Planning six months ahead and not achieving any of the goals mm. you've set because there's COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you it's all like you you'd have you'd have been better just getting a table you had, getting yeah. people you know and, and doing the first one. Yeah. Which we did. Just we the, did a, we did two for yeah. uh, for business Wales and that cool. went really well. We went on a big mountain bike trip. And nice. around South Wales um, and we had a fresh uh, a friend mm. who's an awesome chef yeah um, Rollo and he went foraging all morning mm. and we had a big old feast oh cool um, and it went down really well mm. and then lockdown hit and I was like ooh yeah ooh so then yeah I went and worked for a family business which mm -hmm. is a cafe called Snails in Rubino in Cardiff and um, yeah I think working for your family hits you a bit because you you're limited in a way. Like, you can't go wild and start bringing no. in peacocks and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Massive the cool thing about working for yourself is you can... You have yeah. full creative control. Yeah. So, I guess... I, I, I'm, you know, working's work, but... Yeah. Working for your family is a great safety net. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, the, the wrath of your mother yeah. can't, be, uh, <laughs> can't be beaten. Um, you mentioned um, planning your week just earlier. Um, what, um, so planning, I used to work for this guy who managed and owned yeah. a couple of, um, properties and he had people there and I used to be the maintenance guy down mm. in Salisbury <clears throat> and I always asked him, I said, how do you, how do you know exactly every day where, what's going on, where we're meant to be and do everything else you're doing plus more? And he said, I just plan my week on a Sunday night, sit on the sofa, put the fire on. And uh, whip my laptop out and just try and plan the week, go through everything, go through text, mm -hmm. emails, things I've noticed, um, orders that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And he says, Monday morning, I'm hitting the, you know, hitting the ground running. Mm -hmm. Instead, as he said, he used to do it on a Monday and nothing happened until Tuesday. Yeah. 
and then it was Thursday and then Friday and then it'd be the week after. Whereas mm. if you did it all Monday morning, like yeah. before 11, lined everything up. Um, and then I started doing it and it was really, really amazing. Mm. The, just how much, you were, how much output you were doing. Um, but it helped me. I think everything, everyone yeah. does everything in a different way. But for me, yeah. with a really disorganized week, um, notes help, I guess, on the calendar on your phone. But mm. Like today, I was half an hour late seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jake. That's okay. Um, yeah, planning your week day before. Yeah. And I, I really, I think after my CBT sessions, mm. um, there was a lot on, I think a lot of that, issue I had before or struggled with was due down to planning and not mm. knowing where you were so even though I'm a fairly loose guy like I'm quite happy to go to Portugal or North Wales or you know Africa tomorrow morning or tonight whatever <laughs> totally. like fine whatever let's go yeah I really and I guess this is me growing up but mm. I really struggled with um being or not being spontaneous having things thrown at you that weren't planned yeah would just spin me out so planning my week is yeah has saved me mm. definitely. Um, yeah, I do I do recommend the Sunday night plan if you can do it. Mm. Do you feel like ever like me um, and like Tim were talking about like do you need like a like you in the short term you need a plan? Do you have a long term plan as well? No, no, no long term plan. Which I probably you should don't do feel next. like you need one. Like it, I don't think you need one if unless you feel like you need like unless it's sort of, yeah you, you feel only lost. do what you need to do if you know what yeah. you need to do. Um, yeah, I guess a long-term plan is to be the really boring, financially stable, um, stay fit, ride your bike. I'm quite, I'm my, yeah, my, I keep my life. There's no take over the world. No, no, no. Um, I think as long as I'm fit and healthy and Mm. able to ride my bike and walk and run and climb trees and drink Mm. coffee. Yeah. So I guess planning mm, cool. long term is just keep fit. Yeah. Just keep reading. Keep you're learning. Happy you don't need one. Keep learning is a huge one. Mm. I had a couple of weeks where I wasn't learning at all. Yeah. Maybe five weeks, and I was the worst I ever felt. I was eating badly. I was at the pub, not very often. Yeah. But just, I would no. I'd go with a friend. I'd never got my own, but mm. just sitting there going, oh, this is it. Five then, weeks doesn't sound like very long for not learning. I think ah, uh, for me, killed yeah. me, killed me. Like if it's the tiniest thing, like mm. um, learning how to label jam jars, like something like that once mm. a day, fine. That's you know as long yeah. as it's something tiny. Or I've learned something about the world or anything, or about mm. my dog, or as long as it's something small, mm. I don't mind. But as soon as I'm not learning, and I had, yeah. I had a, yeah a few weeks, and I just. Well, maybe I didn't take anything in. Maybe I wasn't listening. But um, did you just not note? I guess notice. I don't. I don't think I notice my learning often. Like, I try to just to keep me. No, that's really interesting. And I guess that's when yoga comes in. And like when I take my dog for a walk, I mm. I do the same walk uh, three times a week. I mix it up towards the end, but mm. the start I just because I'm quite tight on time. Mm. I know exactly how far I've got to go. How long is it's going to take? It's quite predictable, but everything around you changes each season each week so i look at certain trees that may be cracking in the winds in these storms leaves that were there that have gone new mushrooms that have come through 
um, how the river runs, how much water's coming through. And it helps me ground myself, brings mm. me right back. And it's, I think I only did it. I started, well, I started noticing my surroundings properly after I worked at Nom Nom yeah. at the chocolate factory. Um, yeah, that was a huge, 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 huge learning curve. Just mm. going out and looking at things. And, and I'll walk with friends and I'll say, oh, did you see that? Like, no. And I always wonder what, how people look at the world. You know, do they just look forward yeah. and just crack, you know, if they're walking to A from B or B from A, like, what do you see along the way? What do you learn? What could mm. you learn? What could you see? What can you take home with you? Mm. Any fun experiences or something sad or funny? Or could you have helped someone? Or And I guess that's my brain. I do. It's kind of like, there's a lot going on slowly. No, I think that's already that's, good. Yeah. So any moments like this, sitting down having a cup of tea, locking the door. It's good. Hmm. Um, what are you truly scared of in life? Truly scared. Um, I guess. Um, I'm terrified of falling off my bike. But yeah. truly scared. I mean, not yeah, just not learning. I think the moment. Which I don't think will happen, but the moment where I find myself really uninspired and not pushing for anything, yeah, that will be a scary day. Mm. Um, I think when I when I lose not lose love for people, but when I'm not giving my full attention to people, and when I'm maybe not focusing and maybe not being a nasty person, but. Yeah, when you just stop noticing and living with love and kindness. Yeah. That would be a scary day. But I don't think I'll get it. So I think we're good. Sort of when you lose a bit of control. Yeah. I think when you yeah. when you lose control, maybe due to a circumstance you can't control or mm. someone else's energy that you can't control. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm not really... There's probably something huge. Just thinking. Not, I think, yeah, being, I think I'm quite scared of, um, I used to be scared of failing. I'm not anymore. I make a lot of mistakes. Um, I think yeah. the day where I'm ignorant to my mistakes or think, moments, even small moments yeah. where I'm like, no, I'm right, which I'm not. Hmm. But, um, when you get caught up in like an egotistical argument, maybe, or when someone just kind of figures out how to manipulate you. And then you find yourself in like a scenario like, oh my God, this is not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. I think, yeah, just that not being, not being kind and loving and uh, doing stuff that kind of gets you carried away mm. that you really shouldn't be doing. I don't know what that is. No. Like, you'll know when it happens though. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what could you what could you do today that would matter a year from now? Oh my Hmm <sighs> What well, yeah, we're twenty twenty one December. Is it the ninth? Eighth? It's the eighth of December. Eighth of December. It's not necessarily today, but sort of It helps me put it into perspective. If you do sort of something you could do something with your life. Or I think do something I really want. 
that would be if I woke up tomorrow morning and said, right, come on then, light the fire under your ass, crack mm. on. What that is, I don't know. Um, probably be more true to myself. That's probably a very simple forward thing to do for me. I think at the moment I'm in cruise control. I'm, I'm going with the wind, which is okay. I've yeah. accepted that. And I've definitely done that over the last two years. I've just taken a back seat and relaxed and worked for family business and, and um, tried to do as much as they, you know, not as much, but tried to do everything they've asked me to so everything runs and flows well. But I think next year, not that I want to put it on a year-to-year basis, but next year I feel like I've got to do something for myself, otherwise I will perish. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think going on this bike ride will definitely free a part of my soul. Um, yeah, I think that's it, really. Just do more for myself. I know it's maybe a little bit selfish, but... I think it's... it's you've got a, to look after yourself. It's the whole putting your oxygen mask on first. If you're yeah. then yeah, yeah. thriving, and then you can... Well, I've been working on myself for the last yeah. three months properly. Um, mm. So evenings get darker. So I've been riding BMX twice a week in the evenings, getting back into it, which has been amazing. And I know all the boys that I ride with are always there. Um, mm. And Fleur. Fleur's an animal. Girl from uh, Bristol who's jumped onto our bandwagon and somehow kind of figured it out. It's quite fun. She rides with us <laughs> and she's really inspiring. Yeah. Um, she used to race sailing yachts across the Atlantic for wealthy people. Oh, wow. But she's um, she started mountain biking and she's done really well. She rides for Starling in Bristol. And yeah, she just fights with better people within us and I think she's inspired me to kind of get on with it by <laughs> but yeah I think um, yeah bettering yourself definitely helps first planning on a Sunday night getting to it and then next year I'm going to try and do something for myself that will build me hopefully for the year after but yeah I don't really do the, the long term plan I think I probably will when I get to 30 um, but yeah 25 I think ride it out enjoy it Slightly planned, like quietly in the background. Mm. Have ideas and yeah, like how to kind yeah. of maybe buy a house, figure that out. I think you've already done that. I've done it, but yeah, how to like financially support yourself through mm. ways. So I, I yeah, I guess my skills. I'm not. I didn't go to university or become a fantastic engineer like my grandfather wanted me to be, but um, managed to buy a house and. That support, well, I don't really spend any of it. I'm trying to save it, so yeah, do stuff, but um, yeah, figuring out ways to basically ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's a good way to that's, be. That's all I like, kind of, I mean, ideally, I'd love to be able to ride my bike every day somewhere amazing, mm-hmm. but you've got to have bad days, yeah, which is why I like Wales because Wales has mm-hmm. the perfect balance for my life. You have a load of rain and then it's sunny. And then I've kind of turned yeah. to really enjoy riding in the rain. It's those moments. Mm. Um, I moved back from Australia because of that. I didn't know you lived in Australia. Yeah, I lived in Australia for a bit as a fishmonger. And there were no ma- oh, yeah. well, there were no local mountains in Melbourne where you could go mountain biking. Mm. South Wales is like a gold mine, like in the world. Mm. Short climbs, really good descents. Um, yeah, no, it's pretty special down here. And I think the Welsh seasonal year is pretty good for me. It just balances out each day. Like, I respect the rain because of what it does for the land. I enjoy it. 
after because there's grip and it's fun when it's slippery. Um, but yeah, I, I base a lot of stuff around my life on cycling, all all things. That's cool. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think Bjarke Ingels, he's just a damn cool guy. Um, yeah, the architect from Copenhagen. Yeah. He lives on a boat in the harbour or in, in Copenhagen on the water. Um, he has a play area in the front of his, on the hull. And then a huge... I don't know, it's just... <laughs> it's not things, I yeah. guess. It's its the way he goes about doing stuff. Inspires loads of people. Goes out, gets it done. And then he's on to the next thing. Um, I think to have the inner power to just go and do stuff and make magic is a huge, huge thing for me. Um, yeah, not to be a dick. <laughs> do everything with love and kindness. Um... Yeah, I'd like to inspire more people quietly on the side, help people along. But yeah, just to be able to say, yes, go on, let's do it. Do it, and then have a good day. That's cool. Very simple. Uh, so, who do you look up to in life is my next question, but I think... I think we... I mean... I think mainly just people who... Not essentially happy, but people that go out and stay true to their word and, and get it done. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know, people... There's Yeah, there's a few people who have kind of inspired me massively when I was younger. Um, and people... Like my grandmother, she's had two new hips. And I think she's having a, a maybe another hip replacement after a recent one. So three new hips. Um, or like crazy, crazy life. And she still gets up every morning, feeds the horses, takes them out, no matter the weather, no matter the day. And she just keeps at it because you have to. Um, and yeah, she's a huge inspiration to me, definitely. You know, when life really, really gives you shit, mm. you've got to keep going. And um, yeah, she's an absolute like legend. Definitely, quietly. I've never actually told her that. I might tell her that. Or maybe <laughs> I'll just send her this quietly, podcast. like, surprise, <laughs> you're my hero. Um, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I think, yeah. There's a lot of people, like Caddis Lady down in um, Tumble. She's pretty cool. She is a fantastic woman that lives life no curtains. There's nothing to hide. Uh, she's very open everything she does is with love and kindness she will call you out if you're wrong which I love not enough people do that call mm. more people out if they're wrong um, and yeah I guess when I was younger Liam from Nom Nom was a big inspiration um, we just you can do so much more than you think you can and when you're struggling you're probably not really struggling you can cope with it that was a huge inspiration for me when I was younger. And you can do way more. Like, you need to... Like, when I was younger, I had blinkers on. And I hit a day... I can't remember what we were doing. I think we took our company... Well, not company van. We had, like, a Nissan S-Cargo. Search it up on Google. It's quite cool. We had a yellow one at the deli. And we Liam kind of chucked a load of chocolate in the back of it. And we did the Festival of Sound down in, in the Millennium uh, Centre. 
And um, yeah, suddenly I was like throwing chocolate bars at people on the stage <laughs> who were trying to focus and deliver their, their art. Yeah. And we, yeah, we were like, not launching, but like quietly skimming them across the stage beneath their feet. Whilst there was like, I don't know, 100 to 200 odd people trying to watch and we were just doing it. Um, so yeah, definitely be mischievous. Try and do things that are kind of a little bit more fun than you would normally do. Yeah, inspire people and do everything with love and kindness. That's it, really. Nice. How could we fix the problems of the world? Mm, definitely bring Guy Fawkes out, especially today, with our fantastic government throwing mm. parties when they shouldn't be. Um, yeah, probably start with that. I think it's small scale, really. Yeah, back to my back to my daily thing of love and kindness. I think if you can do one nice thing to one person. And then maybe the next person, that person might pass it on. You've got to really do it quietly, you know. You can't really do it. You can. I mean, you can, if you've got the following and the influence, you can do it to thousands. But I think if you can do it person by person, mm -hmm. locally, through communities. We discovered that with the shop in lockdown. Just being there for like five or six people. Then suddenly it was 20 because more people noticed and... Yeah, I think you've just got to start small scale with people around you. Otherwise, you're not really going to get very far. But yeah, if you can, if you can help those closest to you, you've got a good chance of making the world a good place, or at least the world around you. Mm. Obviously, you're, you're not going to be around the world, or, no. you know, around every soul in the world at mm -hmm. once. Um, but yeah, I think if you can touch the people in your circle in your daily life, then you're in a, you're doing well. You're in a good place. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, who do you aspire to be? Mm, I'd like... Yeah. I, I guess it comes down to me being... Cracking the whip and putting a flame under my ass. Mm. Um, I'd love to always be there for my family. Because they're good eggs. And they're there, always there for me. Um, yeah. I think... I need to crack on. <laughs> yeah. I need to put a flame under my ass. Are you too comfortable at the moment? Definitely. I haven't, I haven't been uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable the other day and I couldn't remember what it was, but I was like, this is sketchy. Mm. I think I was doing something. Um, I seem to get very uncomfortable when I go snowboarding. Mm. I, I've got friends who are very good and they take me kind of on the edge and places where I really, really don't feel confident. And you have to be confident to get through that. But um, I guess, yeah. I don't know, actually. More time outside your comfort zone. D I, yeah, I, I think it's... So it, I don't know, it comes down to being financially stable. No, that's really boring. Mm. But having... Knowing when you come back. So I find that if I go and do something that will help me, I come back and I'm like, ooh, I've got no money. Yeah. How am I going to get like through this week or whatever, or through the yeah. next week? Um, you could simplify your life so you have less expenditures mm. which you do very well I've noticed but mm. um, yeah yeah it's a weird one yeah but I think yeah I'm not sure that's okay I'm not sure I just need a lot put a flame under my ass I think and a big slap <laughs> I do, I do dip into, mm. we got a, on a Friday morning I go to this 
amazing outdoor gym kind of spot and uh, they've got a freezing cold river that runs down the hill and we go for a dip now and again mm. and that's like <laughs> oh my god okay cool alright let's go and then yeah. yeah that's a good that's a good place to be but, um, yeah flame under the arse or uh, you tip your head in freezing cold water And but think about the moment you're dipping your head in mm. there's no point just dipping your head in and drying your hair like you've got to like yeah, wind you yourself yeah. up bang a load of thoughts into your head mm. stick your head in that water for a reason there's no point mm. oh you, you know you can do it go in and numb and just go you know whatever and dip my head in cold water but I think you'll get a lot more out of it if you go in with a load of thoughts mm. that you want to challenge yeah I think I do yeah I don't I get in the river yeah, get out because yeah, yeah. I have I need it's to like take even take just a moment. one breath and go yeah I'm in the river. Maybe even, wow. I used to do this, and this out. was, I don't know why I did it, but I enjoyed it. Um, once I got in, bang all of those thoughts through your head. Mm. And by the time you, I don't know how many thoughts you have going through your head, or what you're trying to get through. Mm-hmm. But by the time you do all of that, I think the other day I was up in Astrid uh, Vesta, up in Pendarin Way. And I think I was in for like five, six minutes by the time I went through everything. Just kept swimming in circles until yeah. I kind of got everything out in my head. Mm. A lot of a lot of breathing, a lot of panting. But once I kind of controlled it, mm. had all those thoughts out, and uh, yeah, I left in a good place. I had a really mm. nice two weeks after that. But yeah, yeah I, I go from week to week, I guess. But yeah, it's learning learning how to deal with everything definitely helps. Yeah. But um, aspiring aspiring to be kind of a, a semi controlled fun person. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't lose his plot too much it doesn't yeah. I guess that's what I, and if I do lose it then I can just go on my bike and everything's fine mm. and then I worry about it later and if it's still a problem then we're good yeah yeah that's cool that's it I think what do you value most? I value good friends out of anything um, people who are true to the game people who are true to you you, I don't know, yeah, when you go to like dinners and whatnot or social events and you see people who kind of bang out the chat and you're like, mm, mm. I'm going to definitely avoid that guy or person or girl. Um, people that come up to you and ask what you enjoy doing, that was one of the biggest inspirational little moment I've ever had. So some, I can't remember who it was, where I was. Who would you enjoy? I don't know if it was on a podcast. I'm sure it was at a dinner party somewhere. And this person came up to me and said, and it was full of, full of like financial advisors and it was, yeah. um, I think it was up in London actually. I don't know how I was even there, but everyone was talk, doing like the really boring talk and the general chit chat and the, oh, I'm living here and I do this, blah, blah, blah. And mm. this one person came up to me with like beaming eyes and just said, hey, my name is, I think it was Jack. Yeah, and just looked at me in the eye and went, what do you enjoy doing? And suddenly I was like, wow, my body posture changed. I stood up properly. I like dropped my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, this person's actually asking a genuine, real question rather than where do you work or what do you do? I like that. That's such a simple you get through, question. You get through so much. So say if I said, right, Jacob, mm-hmm. what do you do? And you're like, uh, well I do and then yeah. you create this whole image and you mm-hmm. basically create this person you kind of think you know but you don't mm-hmm. whereas if you start from the basics like what do you enjoy doing 
Maybe the last question is, oh, cool. So what do you do then? I, uh, I, uh, cool. I, always, I often ask people, what do you do? They go and tell me what they, their job is. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I like, I like, I, <laughs> I couldn't I, give two shits about like where you work, unless where they work is what they enjoy. But you get to that at the end, so then it makes sense. I really no, I need to honestly ask that do it, more. and it's it will open up conversations way. It's such way, a simple question, though. Dude, it's so cool. Honestly, overlooked that question. <sighs> I, just, I, but I use it all the time now. Mm. So I I went to um, a really pretentious party with a load of really pretentious people. Mm. And these are young, these are like, I think there was a couple of, I think people from 21 up to 30, I think it was. And there was this girl sat next door to me and she was studying law up in London. And I think she looked a bit sad or, you know, a bit muffed out that she was sat next door to me. Um, because of probably how relaxed and carefree I was. Mm. Um, or how many empty pint glasses I had around me, I'm not sure. Um... <laughs> And I said, hey, my name's Max, what's yours? And um, and I said, oh, what do you enjoy doing? And she honestly told me what she does. Said, I do this, that's my job. And I was like, no, I, what do you enjoy doing? So she instantly just banged out that answer. And I was like, wow, this person is, like, is ready to smash out all these like pre, pre-thought about questions mm. and answers. And, um, and she stopped and went, excuse me, what? I said, what do you enjoy doing? And it completely dropped the, the barriers and the security guards and the... And you breathe out and she goes, oh, well, I, I enjoy walking and I've got a dog and this is her. And it's like, oh, cool. So then you get to know this person. Mm. And then at the end, obviously I knew what she did. She told me twice. But, um, and then I said, oh, so how did you end up doing this then? And she was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think she was really touched by me asking what you do. She thought it was a bit creepy at first. And I was mm. like, well... I don't know, if you're going to sit next door to me at a dinner party, I'd rather get to know you rather than mm. your job, or how good you are at your job, or what you're learning. And then you, go through, you can go through whatever, you can go through books, or you can go through enjoyment, or where do you live, or your background, or food. Food's good. Yeah, that's like, that's blowing my mind slightly. Let's do it now. Jake, hi, my name's Max. We're having maybe a cup of tea, or we're doing a podcast, actually. We're doing a, okay. Funnily enough, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. What do you enjoy doing? I, um... Enjoy making things. Yeah. What like, do you make? Like, like, photo, like make things with photos and um, telling that. stories and. What came out today? What news came out today of your last trip, bike trip? Oh, my. Um, your photos, my photos from your last trip. Lakeland 200 trip. I saw that. I was just going through Instagram and I saw you post and I was like, damn, that's cool. So I guess that's like your, yeah. and then it opens up to I like, how was yeah. the trip? How did you do mm. that? Did you inter- and then rather than I make a podcast, or rather I'm Jake. I mean, before you were pretty mm. cool still, but yeah. But yeah. it opens up. But normally, whole... when people ask me what do you do, I'm like, uh, well, they want to know like, kind of ask you what you what your job is and what you do, and I'm like. I'm a photographer, kind of, but not really, and that's yeah. not very interesting. I, I, like, yeah. I make my money sort of sometimes do some really boring commercial shoots yeah whereas if you go can I just tell you what I enjoy doing rather than and I've actually mm. told, told that to people before because um, mm. my so I work for my parents in this deli and it's I guess I'm a buyer because I go out and deal with our suppliers yeah. um, hell that's boring like it's the job is fun and our environment's mm. cool and our staff are amazing and they're mm. like a, an extended family but I'd rather tell you what I enjoy doing 
Mm. And I've actually called people out because why not? Calling people out is great fun. Um, and I've said, well, next time, can you ask me what I enjoy doing? Or maybe next time mm. you ask that question, what do you do? Mm. Switch it up and ask them what they enjoy doing. Mm. And it just puts a whole new perspective in yeah. their lives. And you can inspire people doing that. And I guess mm. that's my little thing. I like putting a twist on things. I really like that. I think I've been looking for that question. It for makes years. it makes um, really nerv- nervous moments or new meetings. And I guess that's how I dealt with a little bit of anxiety. Or dealt with awkward moments or situations good. where you maybe, not shouldn't be, but situations where you find yourself not very often. What do you enjoy? enjoy? And you can ask anyone. You can ask mm. anyone. Top to bottom. Yeah, because then they'll come out with side. what they're inspired by. Yeah. What and you'll get you'll get much a much better view of that person mm. through what they enjoy doing. Because that's what they're happy. And then you mm. get like this nice little... Whereas we, I find that not a lot of people, but some people, when you ask them what they do, it's like, <sighs> another question. They're not, yeah, they're not interested they're in not what, inspired they, to tell what you. they do. They're Unless not. you meet people who actually really enjoy doing what they do. Totally, there's those people out there. And yeah. Which they'll tell you if they enjoy doing what they do. But then they, you get, like, if you ask them what they enjoy... And they say and work. And say work. Ah. Then that's... Two birds That's an amazing stone. thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my mm. kind of fun little twist question at dinner parties. No, I really like that. Or in a cafe or anywhere. Yeah, that's my big go-to, and it does help. Helps mm. me break the ice, have a laugh. Yeah, and that's why I really struggle writing emails because I can't crack that one out. Well, I can, but it's very people think about it too much. Bit too much in an email. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Yours sincerely. What do you enjoy doing? P.S. What do you enjoy? <laughs> I need to know. Just getting to know you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Love, Max. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's me. Amazing. I don't have any more questions except. Do you want to say anything else? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, ask that question. What do you enjoy doing? Don't ask anyone else. What's your job? Because that's so boring. Um, I don't know, yeah, if you're struggling to plan your week, do it on a Sunday night with a cup of tea or a beer or wine or water. Um, yeah, quietly plan week by week maybe and, and try and inspire people quietly on the side, low-key, and uh, be true to the game. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> try nice And one. try riding your bike, it's quite fun. And if not, maybe get a dog, go for a walk. Definitely get headspace. Find stuff to focus on. No, notice trees. Notice things. Notice people. Don't have to say anything or do anything or stop. Just kind of notice it. But yeah, that's me. And hopefully, next time you might hear something from me and Jake, we'll be cycling through Europe. Hopefully. That's the plan. Yeah, boy. Amazing. Thank you very much. Big love. Hey, thank you for listening to that episode of More Like Them. I made this podcast as an experiment. You see, my friends are the most valuable thing in my life. They make me who I am and they'll make me better tomorrow. I want to get to know them better, to be a better friend and maybe even a better person. I hope it was useful or interesting for you to listen in. For more from me and my adventures in the middle of nowhere, please sign up to my newsletter at midnowhere.co.uk.